0: Welcome back to the Young Buck Bets Podcast. I'm your host, your boy, your guy, Dylan Kelly. And I'm back in your life on this Wednesday. It's kind of dark. It's kind of gloomy where I'm at. So I'm here to bring a little bit of sunshine, a little bit of happiness into your life on this Wednesday. I have a ton of things I want to talk about. I know it's one pod during the week or during so yeah, one pod a week during the holiday season. So You know, I have a ton of things that pile up and talk about. If you're not a family member of mine, then you probably haven't heard all these. Because it's holiday season, I hope you're spending more time with family. I hope you're getting more times drinking a little bit more, eating a little bit more, eating a little better, whatever you do during the holiday season. I hope you're doing it and enjoying it because that's what I'm doing it. And that's why I've gone down to one pod a week. But like I said, I do have a lot to talk about. If you end up hearing some screaming in the background, don't really give it much attention. I do live in an apartment building. We do have a couple uh, um, characters, crackheads, I don't know what you call them, in the building that like to go off from time to time. So if you hear some screaming in the background, you may end up hearing me give a little, hey, shut up out there. It's not a big deal. It's not too far out of the norm for this apartment. But like I said, it's the Money Studio. It's a million-dollar studio. We're in here, and we're rolling with the pod. And regardless, I got, like I said, I got a lot of things. I got a schedule to go by today, but as you guys know by now, if you've listened this far, I think this is 19 or 20 episodes in. I'll have to check. I think it's 19 episodes in. I will go off on rambles. So the schedule kind of doesn't mean much of what we're going to cover. But with that being said, I'm going to go through some fantasy football playoffs because they're probably starting for you this week. Mine start for you this week, depending how deep your league is. I guess it might've started last week. Mine starting this week. I have a hell of a decision to make at wide receivers. So I really... I'm going to go through that, let you pick my brain. Hopefully, you have a similar decision to make, and that'll kind of help you when I walk through my decision that I'm going to make. It'll help you make yours as well. I'm going to recap my gambling picks, so my touchdown scorer picks, my actual picks. I'm going to recap all those. There wasn't too many of them, but I'm going to recap all of those from week 14 of the NFL. And then I'll look ahead to week 15 of the NFL as always. And then there's a few more topics, I think, in there that I'm going to end up talking about. Maybe like a little bit of Justin Herbert, maybe a possible potential Super Bowl matchup. I don't know. I think I'm going to talk about a little bit of everything today, because like I said, with one pot a week, things start to pile up. Make sure you're going to my social medias because of one thing. I tweet out all the videos, I tweet out the touchdown scores, I tweet out my picks, but I'm doing videos on Instagram, on Twitter and everything. And I mean not to pump my own tires as I always do, but it's must-watch content. It's funny stuff. I usually try to get a laugh. I'm just people will be like, "Dude, like that was kind of stupid or whatever." But guess what? I know it's stupid. I laugh when I post it and I hope in that when you watch it, you also laugh. I don't care how many people see it and how much of an idiot I am. I'm at an age now where I don't really care. What people think about me, so we're rolling, so, make sure you're following everything, Twitter, Instagram, at Dylan Kelly Show, you won't, you won't regret it, I'm telling you, it's growing, as Dave Portnoy says, brick by brick, it's growing, so join now, I always say, hop on the train before it leaves the station, the wheels are kind of rolling, the guy's honking his horn, the train's going off, we're about to leave town, so make sure you hop on the train, so. I hit three bets, obviously, with the touchdown scores. Like I think I gave out like a plus 450, a plus 400, a plus 250. Plus two. So when those don't hit, you shouldn't be betting huge amounts of money on touchdown scores and props anyways. I juice it up a little bit. I put a little bit more money on it when I'm doing the plus 150, plus 160. Or if I'm doing over and under passing touchdowns, I'll juice up my my bet like number a little bit. But I don't think you should be going really hard. On props is what I'm saying. So, hopefully, you're not betting hundreds of dollars on each prop that I'm giving you, and you're coming out ahead by hitting just one or two because you're betting smart and responsibly. So, the three bets that I hit will start off Aaron Rodgers, over two and a half passing touchdowns at plus 155. That hit, he had four against the Bears. That's his 12th, three touchdown or more game against the Bears, and his 79th of the career. I talked about that in the video. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, guys like that who have done it so many times in their career, like 50-plus times where they've thrown for three touchdowns, and they're at plus 155 odds. I always find that's a great hammer because even if it doesn't hit, it's like, well, you know what? He's done it 80 times his career. Like, he's a legend. It's Aaron Rodgers. He's probably going to do it next week, and I'll probably bet it again next week if it's at plus 155. That was a great hit. Felt good to hit that one. Get off of Schneider. I was on a little bit of a cold streak with Betton before I took my little hiatus. And then so it was good to hit a couple bets. That one at plus 155 to start. Also, the Bucs covered the spread. I'm not going to brag about this one because it was a walk-off touchdown in overtime versus the Bills. The one thing I will say is I do think the Bills are broken. Did they show a little bit of life coming back? Of course they did. But I do think the Pats broke them, man. I think they broke them. I think when you get ran on like that and that many times, you just... <laughs> You just get broke, man. You just it it shows you you're probably worried just about the next time that that's gonna happen. You're not so worried about like how you're gonna stop it. You're just worried about the next time that that happens. So I think the Bills are kind of in trouble there, and they're reeling. But it, we hit the bet because the Bucks covered the spread, and on Monday night we nailed Van Jefferson anytime touchdown at plus one sixty two. And you probably saw the Instagram story or the Twitter post of me and my brother down in some Howler Head whiskey for hitting that shot, doing the bad boys for life, the Brady and Gronk. Like, I don't know, man. Jefferson plus 162, maybe. Maybe it hit. Of course it hit, baby. Third hit of the week. So could it have been better? Of course it could have been better. Like, it 100%, obviously it could have been better. If we swept all our bets and we made a ton of money, it would have been better. But it could have been a hell of a lot worse. And now let me tell you, it's been a hell of a lot worse when I gave out picks. So just three hits, you kind of almost come away even on money. I walk away happy. Um, what's even better is... In the video, as I said, that I would take a shot of Howler Head whiskey for every single bet that was hit. I ran a little ad for them. I put it on Instagram. I tagged them on Twitter. And these beauties reached out to me. They responded to one of my tweets that I put out there saying, We'll take it. Thanks for the love. Then they messaged me asking for shirt sizes, blah, 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 whatever else. High class whiskey, high class company. Howler Head whiskey, I absolutely love it. I can't believe that they shouted me out. They said something to me. I can't. I would love to do something further with them. So, not to pump my own tires here, but this is moving, and I would love for us and my listeners, if you end up, if you're a whiskey fan, if you're a drinker, whatever, go out and buy a little bottle of Howler Head. Post a picture or send them a picture and let them know you heard about it on the Young Buck Bets podcast. Let them know that I sent you, and let's see what we can do. If you end up doing that and you send me a screenshot of it, I will end up sending you a free shirt when I start my merch. I do have a little t-shirt company, a small t-shirt company that's in the works right now. She's just starting up her brand. She's actually going to be really good at it. She's got a lot of orders already, but I'm going to sneak in there. She's going to be my main t-shirt supplier by the end of this and then we're going to have merch going out the yin yang so if you buy a bottle of Howlerhead and you send them a dm or tag them and me in a tweet saying the young buck bets pod sent me i'll send you a free shirt once i start doing it it actually is really good whiskey i can't talk enough about him dana white owns it i like dana white see a little bit crazy at times of course he is But everyone's a little bit crazy at times. And if you got if you're on camera your whole life, you probably say some shit that you regret too. And I bet you Dana, if you talked about him behind closed doors, has said some stuff on camera that he has regretted. But I love it. I love it. I love it. Brick by brick. We are building this. And if we get Howlerhead whiskey, the train will have taken off. And you have been too late for jumping on. So if you're here right now, don't do that right now. D. Kelly Sports and Entertainment is the light at the end of the tunnel, and I could see it right now, baby. Staying on the topic of gambling for a minute, a thought popped into my head when I was watching games on Sunday. I don't really know why. I guess I do know why it popped in my head, but then the rest of the storyline, I guess I don't know why it popped in my head. But this year in the NFL, I have seen more tweets. I have talked to more people. I've done whatever where people are starting to say like, Oh, the NFL is rigged. It's rigged, man. When you gamble on it, it's rigged. The refs are rigging the game so that the, the casinos make money and it's there's too much blah, blah, blah. Though this may be the same crowd, it may be the same crowd that thinks microchips are in the vaccine. It's an interesting topic regardless. I don't care if it's a meatheaded, a dumb topic or a dumb take. It's an interesting topic. If you remember, I think it was like a couple years ago, um, Tim Donahue, came out talking about how he was fixing NBA games, I believe for the mob at the time, while he was refing them. Now, it's a really cool story. I believe they made a movie about it. Guy got a ton of press, a ton of media attention, whatever. If an NFL ref did that and then was outed and even had to go to jail, this guy would get killed instantly. And that is like without a doubt in my mind. He would be killed instantly. There is just way too much money gambled on the NFL each week for that not to happen. The Bovada Sportsbook in Nevada. Yep, yeah, Bovada in Nevada. The Bovada Sportsbook says they receive billions, billions of dollars worth of bets in the in the NFL season alone. That's just one sports book. They receive billions of dollars worth of bets in the nfl season of alone and that's one sports book bovada the person wouldn't even make it out of jail <laughs> the boys gambling in the jailhouse have just stabbed a man over a game a month ago that this guy refed and fixed that they gambled on that guy's getting killed in the jailhouse he's not even making it out of jail it's a weird little thing like a weird little thing I told like from the like from the start. I said I had some weird things to talk about, and I did. Like that was just popped into my mind when I'm watching on the Sunday game. Like there's just way too much money gambled on the NFL for something to come out that it was fixed. People's there there'd be so many people's lives in danger because of how much people are would be like liable for millions upon millions upon millions of lost dollars. I, just, I can't even wrap my head around it. But switching gears here, but to fantasy football the playoff the playoff should be starting for you if not they started last week I hope you're still in and if you made it congratulations it's not easy to make it to a fantasy football playoffs. it's not easy to draft it's not easy to be good on the waiver wire and it's not easy to win week in and week out consistently I don't care that I'm talking like it's a real NFL team. It isn't. You got to get your boys rallied. You got to get the right lineup in there. You got to find the lineup chemistry. You got to do it all. Fantasy football, congratulations for making it to the dance. Now it's time to go on a run, baby. And I have a hell of a decision to make in mind. I am projected to win. I got a decent matchup. I slipped into the playoffs at seed number five. I think I'm eight. Um, So I slipped in at five. I think I'm playing four. I projected a win, so I'm okay. But I do have a hell of a decision to make. I more or less drafted with the zero running back model in mind, which means I loaded up on top-end receivers in the draft because they, in my mind, get more consistent points. They get hurt less often than running backs, especially star running backs. that get worked into the ground early in the season. I So I went with the zero RB strategy. I took lower-end running backs late, whatever. This has worked for me all year. But lately, it's kind of getting sketchy. I can play four guys of these five: Chris Godwin, he's a lock; Tyreek Hill, he's a lock; Jamar Chase, DK Metcalf, Hunter Renfro. So yes, is it a great receiving corpse? Yes, I got a great receivers room. It's insane. But Hunter Renfro, in my opinion, has worked his way into must-play territory. He's one of the three. He's one of the four that is going to be in my lineup. Ever since Henry Ruggs, like, uh, left the team. <laughs> I I wanted to make a joke here so bad, but it's a family show. It's a family show. It's a kid's show. I'm not going to make a joke. But ever since he left the team, just like his former teammate, Hunter Renfro has been manslaughtering defenses in five of his last six weeks, putting up 17, 17, 21, 19, and 20. That was a heartless joke. 28 fantasy points in those five games. Games. So the guy's been going off in his last five, five of his last six weeks and not just going off 17, 17, 21, 19, and 28. I'm still trying to get over the joke. He's just been manslaughtering defenses. That is who wrote that? Who wrote that? Hey, who wrote that joke? Uh, nobody's nobody's putting their hand up at Kelly Enterprises here. But, anyways, he also has at least a 100 yards in each of his last three games. So there is my third lock. Chris Godwin. Tyreek Hill, Hunter Renfro. Now I got a decision, and this is where it gets dicey. Jamar Chase or DK Metcalf is what it works down for for me. Since week eight, DK Metcalf has failed to have more than 11 fantasy points in a game. 5, seven, two, 11, and 8. This is in full point PPR, boys. Full point PPR. That's tough. He was one of the best receivers in fantasy football through the first eight weeks. I think his lowest point total was like 16. The guy was going off just consistently good numbers. But the problem is Jamar Chase has kind of been the exact same. He went off last week for 25. But between week 8 and 13, he had 13, 8, 13, 6, and 10. That's also very tough. So like, it's the, almost the exact same storyline as Metcalf, which makes this decision even more tough for me. The one thing that made my decision kind of waver towards the guy that I picked is DK Metcalf has had over 20 points three times this season and over 30 points zero. Jamar Chase has had over 20 fantasy points five times this season and over 30 one time. I don't know. Chase seems like Chase's floor seems safer around that 13 point mark. If you look at his game in, game out, it seems safer around that 13 point mark. DK could go all the way down to like two, five, six, seven points, which is tough. When you're talking about playoffs and going into fantasy playoffs, you want to set your lineup with the best chance to boom, right? It's about fantasy is about boom or bust. You want your best boom chance lineup. I think my best chance that I have for a booming lineup is Jamar Chase over DK Metcalf. So my four receivers that I'm going to go, Chris Godwin, Tyreek Hill, Hunter Renfro, Jamar Chase. I know what a terrible decision I had to make, Jamar Chase over DK Metcalf, but it's a tough one. And I hope that you have a similar decision to make, maybe with one of those guys, or maybe one of those guys that just got you thinking about that you have on your fantasy team, or else that was probably completely useless to you other than just getting to see how my brain works when I'm breaking down fantasy players when I'm breaking down guys because that's also pretty relevant in terms of gambling when you're looking for um like fantasy or sorry for uh touchdown score props for over under receiving yards over under receptions you got to go in and dig into how these guys have done over the past six, seven eight weeks, not just look at the last one week. And the last thing I want to talk about here before we get into the ad and week 15 of the NFL look ahead is I've seen a few shows talk about this and I purpose, purposely haven't watched just to have like not kind of ruin my take with this with by hearing theirs but I'll do it quickly. Imagine this year a Bucks versus Pats Super Bowl brady versus belichick on the biggest stage of all time i'm not saying i think this is going to happen this isn't a hot take of mine i don't think new england's going to get out of the afc i do think tampa has a good chance of getting out of the nfc just because they can flip that switch and turn it on once they know especially with brady there they know how to flip the switch turn it on and win ball games i don't think new england can i think that i don't know i just don't think new england's going to get there but it's a crazy scenario to think of nonetheless In my mind, I can just see Tom Brady throwing maybe for his third touchdown of the game in the second half and just looking over before he runs down to celebrate, looking over at Billy and giving him the old DX, suck it, Bill, right on the middle, right on the midfield or something. Cameras pick it up, Hall of Fame type picture. Brady doing the suck it, looking right at Bill Belichick, pointing at him, going down and celebrating with the team. That would be, it would never happen, but that would be. Hall of Fame type content. I would need that just to make my life. It would make my life so much better. And that's it. That's my take on the situation. I don't think it's going to happen. So I'm not going to dive into why I think both teams are going to make it to the Super Bowl. I don't think that the Patriots are going to be there. I don't really think it's a lock. that The Bucs are going to be there either, but I'm not going to break it down. But that's my take. I'd love to see Brady give the suck it to Bill Belichick after throwing for a tutty in the Super Bowl. Actually, I lied. I lied to you guys. That wasn't the last thing I had to talk about before the look ahead. I need to talk about my boy, Justin Herbert. And we all saw him throw that beautiful 70 yard bomb where he dropped it in a bucket right into his receiver's hands. 70 yard bomb. This kid is an absolute stud. And I don't know. He's kind of doing something that I don't know if we've seen before in terms of quarterbacks in the NFL and record breaking. I have I don't remember the last time a quarterback really came in in their first two seasons in their rookie season has made so much of an impact on the record book and his own team than Justin Herbert. I'm going to read off some records that this kid already has and this is just what I found, okay? He holds the rookie QB TD pa- like passing quarterback. Oh Jesus Christ, I butchered that. Let's redo it. He holds the rookie QB TD record. He holds the most completions through his first two seasons by any quarterback in history. He is the second fastest player to ever reach 8,000 yards passing. He's the fourth fastest player to 60 career passing touchdowns. And according to my analytic team here at Kelly Enterprises, which is just all me, he's the first quarterback to ever throw for 30 TDs in both of his first and his second season in the NFL. It's insanity what this guy is doing, and there are still four games left in this season. He may break even more records before the year is over with, and our boy is balling, and it's great to see. Let's see what has sponsored the pod this week, baby. Today's podcast is sponsored by Chocolate Oranges, the perfect Christmas stocking stuffer for anyone that's in your life. Take it out of the box and slam that song, bitch, right down on the table to enjoy nice, delicious orange chocolate. Chocolate orange, slam that song, bitch. All right, chocolate oranges. I think a couple weeks ago or last week, it was Christmas advent calendars. Now, chocolate oranges. There's starting to be a theme. It's Christmas season, baby. And that guy that runs my ads, which may or may not be me, is fired up about Christmas time. So we're getting into the week 15 of the NFL look ahead. and Because of Christmas time, because of the holidays, because it's getting late in the season, they're running games on Saturday as well this week. Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. We get so much football and I've never been happier. I'll start off with the Chiefs Versus the Chargers game that's going on tomorrow night. And as I always say, follow the Twitter and the Instagram at the Ellen Kelly Show. Because I will be putting out TD scores, prop picks, whatever. I might do it in a video. I might do it in a tweet. You never know. You might get gold or you might just get a really good tweet. Either way, you're getting something good. But to start off with that game, the Chiefs are three-point favorites over the Chargers. They're minus 165 on the money line. Uh, the over/under set at 52 the chargers are plus 140 on the money line they're the dogs here and i think it's rightfully so I'll, i would go with the chiefs here the chargers defense has it stepped up a couple weeks in a row here of course it has but but i don't think that they can get it done against this chief's offense who seems to have figured it out seems to be blowing people out of the water just dummied the raiders another interdivisional matchup last week they dummied them i think the Uh, Chiefs run away with this one. Little sneak peek. Little sneak peek into my picks tomorrow. Possibly a Patrick Mahomes over two and a half passing touchdowns at plus 130. I could see something like that definitely being a pick of mine that goes into the video tomorrow. Anyways, next game. I don't have anything actually on the uh, docket for this one. It's the Raiders versus the Browns. I think they just took it off because Baker just tested positive for COVID. So with that being said, I can't talk about it because there's no market put out there. The next game is the Patriots versus the Colts, and the Colts are 2.5-point favorites over the Patriots. Minus 140 on the money line. Patriots plus 120 dogs on the money line, and the over-under set at 45. Wouldn't touch the over-under here. Never know what the Patriots. Really never know what the Colts. What I do know is that I probably am betting the Patriots from here on. On out. I, they, they have that possibility to win out. Belichick is locked in right now with his game planning. We saw that against Buffalo. Mac Jones playing well. The defense playing well. Everything's kind of coming together for that New England team. This Colts team's kind of one of those teams that's on the fringe. Their defense is very, very good. One of those teams on the fringe. That's on Saturday. But regardless, I think I would go, I would lean towards New England on the spread. New England plus 120. I think that's a very much a live dog situation. Next game, moving on to Sunday, because of the Browns and Um, Browns and Raiders game being off the board right now. Moving on to Sunday. Panthers versus the Bills is the first game I got on the docket, and the Bills are 10.5 point favorites over the Panthers. Over-under set at 44.5. Bills minus 520 on the money line, and the Panthers at plus 380. I don't like the Bills in any big spread right now. They just don't have it. They just have lost it over the last five, six weeks, and then we saw it against New England. I talked about it in the first half. I think they're just kind of ruined right now. The Bills don't have it at minus 10.5. This isn't even one where I'd feel safe to go down to 7.5. You just never know. I know Carolina, Cam Newton is whatever. He's Cam Newton. Everyone thought he was going to be the second coming of Jesus when he came to Carolina, and he had a couple good starts and a couple good touchdowns right off the hop. He's kind of fizzled out now. He's already been benched. He's throwing picks that look horrible. But I still don't like the Bills at minus 10.5. I don't like it. I would lean the Panthers plus 10 and a half in that one. You're getting 10 and a half points. Lay it with the Panthers against the Bills. Next game, Cardinals versus the Lions. I don't think D-Hop's going to play. I think Kyler Murray's going to play. I think Chase Edmonds is back. Don't know how much run he's going to get, but he better get a ton because I'm starting him because my only other running back option that I have is basically Devontae Booker or Kareem Hunt, who's not going to play this week. So, kind of screwed. So I hope Chase Edmonds for Arizona comes back and takes over this game. Gets his legs back under him because they're playing the Lions and they're blowing him out. Minus 13.5 point favorites the Cardinals are. Minus 730 on the money line. Plus 510 on the money line for the Lions and the over-under set at 47.5. To 13.5 is a ton. 13 and a half is a ton. This is a game, unlike the last one, where I would lean. I'm I'm not going to tell you to take the Cardinals at plus 13, or sorry, the Lions at any. I don't care if it's plus 40 and a half. I'm not going to tell you to take the Lions. I just hate them. I don't think they're a gambleable team. You should never place a wager on the Lions. I know people will be like, dude, you're going to lose money when you say that. I don't give a shit. The Lions are horrible, and I refuse to lose money on those Lions. So the Cardinals is a team where if you can buy the points, buy them down to like a nine and a half point instead of thirteen and a half point, where you only get ten, eight and a half, where you only they only have to win by nine. I would like the Cardinals much more there. So in that one, I don't have a lean, but if you want to buy some extra points, get that extra minus one eighty, minus two hundred. As I always say, like yeah, like I said, get it down to nine, get it down to ten. That's when I would like the Cardinals. This one, who cares? Game of the week: Texans versus the Jag- Jaguars. Jaguars are three point favorites after not putting up a point last week. They're minus 185 on the money line. Texans are plus 155 on the money line. The over-under set at 39 and a half. I don't really have anything on this game. I just seen this uh, tweet and it was, <laughs> I think it was from somebody who works at Barstool to give him credit or whatever. Hank, or no, I don't know who it was. Anyways, they tweeted out and it's just Urban Meyer and Mike Vrabel, the head coach of the Tennessee Titans doing their handshake at the end of the game. And the caption was just, this Urban Meyer guy is such a wiener. And it's just the handshake that he gives and the way that he's walking and the look on his face. As soon as you see the word wiener and then see Urban Meyer, you're like Urban Meyer, you're like, oh my God, that is a perfect way to describe him. This guy is just a wiener. And with that being the case, I ain't betting on this game. I will refuse to bet on teams like the Lions and wieners like <laughs> Urban Meyer. The next game. Some people would say this is a who cares game. For me, I do care. My boy is taking the field. So I care a ton. And it's the Miami Dolphins versus the New York Jets. The Dolphins are 10 point favorites on a little roll here. 10 point favorites, minus 440 on the money line. Jets are plus 330 on the money line. The over-under set at 42. 10 points is a lot. The Jets are horrible. The Jets are banged up. You never know who's going to start a quarterback. And if it's Zach Wilson, he kind of plays for the other team half the time. It's tough do you want to take Miami at minus 10? No. Do you want to take him at minus seven? Probably not. You want to take Miami when they're a dog and it's a two point thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? You don't really want to take Miami very often. So this is three games in a row for me. Three games in are, well, Cardinals. I said, if you buy the points, I'm, but there's three games, Panthers, Bills. I don't like Houston Texans uh, versus Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't like Jets versus Dolphins. I don't like. So, I mean, that's just me being real. I don't like those games. I probably won't. You won't find me betting on them. And if I do, it's because I couldn't find anything else or it's because I've talked myself into it over the course of the next few days. The next game is the Cowboys versus the Giants. And the Cowboys are 10 and a half point favorites, minus 510 on the money line. Giants are plus 380 on the money line. Not really a live dog situation. Over under set at 44 and a half. Giants being at home and being 10 and a half point dogs is kind of crazy, but the Cowboys are starting to get it back a little bit. They're starting to play better. Offense is kind of rolling a little bit again here. I know Zeke's a little bit banged up. I know Tony Pollard is now a little bit banged up. But I st- Michael Gallup stepping in. Cedric Wilson's always still there. CeeDee Lamb's always still there balling. Mari Cooper's in and out of the lineup. But when he's in, he balls. So I would, lo- I would lean the Cowboys minus 10 and a half here. And that's always one of those things where if you're like, I don't like him at 10 and a half, but I like him at seven and a half. and buy the damn points, baby. It only helps. More matchups with the NFC. Beast! Two straight NFC Beast matchups. There's a lot of divisional matchups this week. Maybe I'm just an idiot and someone's like, you idiot. They're... It's all divisional matchups this week. I maybe. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> anyways, uh, it's football team versus the Eagles. And the Eagles are six and a half point favorites. They've burned me a ton. They're minus two eighty-five on the money line. Washington football team plus two twenty-five on the money line. The over-under set at 44. The Eagles have burned me. I talked about Eagles having a chance to really capitalize on on a situation and take over the NFC with Dallas struggling there for a few weeks, and they go out, and they put up a stinker, and they lost, and I had bet on them. I don't believe in the Eagles. Plus 225 for the Washington football team. Pretty good number there. Plus 6.5 is is at plus 100 right now. It seems like we're it's going to move again, and you're going to get another point. If that goes to plus 7, plus 7.5 for Washington football team. I would have a tough time not getting to them, my early lean Washington football team. I like a way more on the spread than I do on the money line there. Next game, Tennessee Titans versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is basically a pick 'em. Tennessee's one and a half point favorite, minus 125 on the money line. Pittsburgh plus 105 on the money uh, are on the money line. Over/under set at 41 and a half. Going to be a very low low event game. Ryan Tannehill running for touchdowns now that Derrick Henry's out. Probably a good little plus 300, plus 400 bet if you're constantly betting on Tannehill all year. He has a few. I don't have the exact stats, but I know I've hit on him once or twice, and I've seen him in highlight packages run it in another three or four times. I feel like he's got to have five or six now. I don't know why that has to do with anything, but I still think that the Titans move the ball better than the Steelers do. I know Big Ben, people are like, oh, he's back. He's still got it. He's still got it. He done have it he don't have it boys he don't have it it's big ben man unless he's back on the sauce and back on the lotion after games i don't think he's got it i lean the tennessee titans in that one next game is the cincinnati Bengals versus the denver broncos and both these teams are kind of like who the hell are these teams broncos minus two and a half point favorites um minus 145 on the money line over under set at 44 Bengals plus 125 on the money line, minus two and a half, or sorry, plus two and a half is at plus 100. So it looks like it's going to even move further towards the Denver Broncos side. You might get three points, three and a half points by the end of this for the Bengals way. I would lean the Bengals. I don't, maybe I'm not doing my research. I know Jamar Chase is in. Is Joe Burrow out? Like, I don't think Joe Burrow is questionable by any means this week. But if Joe Burrow's in, T. Higgins in, Tyler, like if that offense is still intact, I think they're going to dummy the Denver Broncos. That is probably going to end up being my dog of the week. But it's, since it's a Bengal, I might have to do a little cat meow, which I might, I don't know, I might take a lot of heat for it. But my early lean would be Bengals money line, plus two and a half, or you might want to take that too, if it, especially if it goes to plus three. But if it goes to plus three, the money line is probably going to go to plus 130, plus 135, it's going to look even more enticing. And that will be me all over it. Here's a a game that I'm going to kind of probably digress and talk a little bit after I break it down. 49ers versus the Falcons. 49ers are minus 9, minus 420 on the money line. Falcons plus 320 on the money line, over under 45.5. I love betting the 49ers out here for the rest of the season. These guys are good. These guys are on a roll, and with Jimmy G back being able to manage the games, Debo Samuel is getting converted to a running back midseason and running all over teams somehow. They already have a good running back room behind them or a decent running back room behind them. They got Brandon Ayuk out there catching balls. They got George Kittle back doing everything that he does, which is just so much for that offense. Their defense is solid. This 49ers team is almost poised to make a run. I know there's a lot of good... Top heavy teams in the NFC the Green Bay Packers, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Rams, the Cardinals. It's starting to get murky at the top. The 49ers are almost throwing their hat into that ring. They could win a game against anyone. I'm telling you, the 49ers are good. Put it in your hat and tell them that Young Buck Betts told you that the 49ers may go on an absolute tear here to end the season and into the playoffs. With that being said, love the Niners minus nine versus the Falcons. I think they're going to win out. I think it's going to be, ah, I think it's just going to be beautiful. It's going to be magic. There's no markets out here for two straight games on my app. And that's for the Green Bay Packers at Baltimore Ravens, which i probably will end up betting on and the Seattle Seahawks at Los Angeles Rams, which I'll probably end up betting on, but there's no markets out for them. I don't know what's going on with those games. I saw uh, DK Metcalf in, I saw Russell Wilson in. So I don't know what is going on. Maybe those teams are dealing with a little bit of COVID. It's kind of running a little bit around the league right now. So they don't have anything posted for those games. If they post for those games and I'm betting on them, just wait until it's on social. I'll talk about it. I'll, I'll be either tweeting about it or I'll put out another video. I'll talk about it. And if I really have time and I'm feeling it, I may do a second pod this week. Because who knows, now that the kitties are all settled in, now that we're all settled in the apartment, I may even do two. I may get a little wild this week. And the second one, I may even sip on Howlerhead the whole time. So who knows? We're on to the primetime games because of the games that are off the market on Betway. <clears throat> this one's a weird one. It's the Saints versus the Buccaneers. And I always... <laughs> fall in love with betting the Bucs against the uh, the Saints, and the Saints just seem to always win or just play them so goddamn tough, man. The Bucs are 10.5-point favorites, minus 530 on the money line, over under is at 46.5. The Saints are plus 390 dogs. Do I think the Saints will win outright? No. I do think they will cover. Sean Payton does stuff on defense that Tom... Like, he just knows how to play against Tom Brady. I don't know why. It's not like they played against each other like 100 times. It's just the fact that Sean Payton's that good of a coach. He's probably talked to Bill a bunch of times. He's probably boys with a few other coaches in the league that have been around for 20 years, Mike Tomlin's this and that, that kind of have a read on Brady and they all probably try to game plan around him. And Sean Payton seems to have a little bit of a read on him. 10 and a half is a lot. We see Bucks kind of throw games away late. We see them kind of just, their is banged up. Their defense is a little bit banged up. We see them kind of just play a little bit lax. No one get hurt. No one like we're just kind of getting into the playoffs. And then we're just gonna go balls to the wall. I like the Saints at plus ten and a half. I could see a backdoor cover on that game. But as you know, it's a Sunday, or it's a primetime game. So I will be tweeting out picks, touchdown scores, props, whatever. I'll be tweeting it all out for the primetime games. Moving on to the last game of the week, and it's the Monday nighter. It's Minnesota Vikings versus the Chicago Bears. The Vikings are three-and-a-half-point favorites. They're minus 195 on the money line. The Bears are plus 165 on the money line, and the over-under is set at 44. I don't know how you don't bet the Vikings at minus three-and-a-half here. I know they lost to the Lions. They lost to the Lions, so it's kind of tough to be like, oh, they're a good team still. They're a good team still. They are a decent team still. Even with Madison playing over Dalvin Cook, Whatever, if Dalvin Cook's banged up, even without feeling as long as they have Jefferson, Cousins, I know that's tough to say. As long as they have Jefferson, Cousins, Dalvin Cook, or Madison, that, those guys are going to kind of roll on offense. They're going to do their thing. It's just it's when you get them playing against really good teams is when they struggle. The Chicago Bears are not a really good team. So three and a half points, in my mind, is almost nothing here. I assume that there's not going to be a lot of value in terms of touchdown scores here. The over-under is at 44. It's not going to be a lot of value in terms of touchdown scores here. I'm going to have to dig and work my ass off to find those picks, but I will find them. But if you want my actual pick for the game, I would lean the Vikings at minus 3.5. As I'm doing this podcast, usually that's it. I wrap it up. If you've listened this long, you're going to get one more little thing. I got something on my phone 41 minutes ago. Breaking news, Maple Leafs, Raptors, Senators going down to 50% arena capacity. If I have to go back to watching sports with no fans, I may I may cry. I may cry. Having fans back has maybe been one of the best things of all time after watching it with no fans and watching having no atmosphere whatsoever. I understand this COVID's a big thing and a big problem, but so is watching goddamn sports with no fans. But that's it. That's all I got for this week. I will see you in the next one, maybe next week, or actually definitely next week, maybe on Saturday, who knows when it'll be, but either way, thank you for listening. I will see you in the next one.